guys, welcome to Justified and Redeemed. My name is Alex. And I'm Sam. And today we're going to be talking about what is the gospel. So, the gospel, as y'all may know, is also known as the good news. And it's the story of Jesus Christ and what he did for all of us. Facts. So, now we're going to go over uh, a method that we call the three circle method to share the gospel with you. Just to give like an overview of what the gospel is. So I'm actually going to put a picture up on the screen for those of y'all who are watching on YouTube. But the first circle is called God's plan. Alexandria, do you want to go yeah. into God's plan? Okay, so when God first created the earth, we see in Genesis that he created the whole earth in six days. And so God's plan was that the earth would be perfect. There was no sin. There was no evil. There was no brokenness. Um, but then we see that Adam and Eve, the first human beings on earth, um, end up falling into temptation and into sin uh, because of the serpent. And so because of that, sin enters the world, and then we go into our brokenness circle. And for those of y'all can see, there's little, like, squiggle lines leading from the brokenness circle. And those squiggle lines actually represent ways that we try to escape this broken world. That could be through, like, having a bunch of friends or having a bunch of money or things like drugs and alcohol. Whatever you try to do to kind of fill that void, that is what those um, squiggle things represent. And... As some of you probably know, indulging in those things actually don't help. Um, and you almost get shot back into that broken world even harder. And that is why uh, we have Jesus, because he didn't want to leave us in that broken world. So going on to the next circle, um, the only way, like Sam was saying, to find our way out of this broken world or broken circle is through Jesus. And so God sends Jesus to die on the cross for us, and then he rises three days later. And through Jesus, he was basically the sin offering for us. Uh, he lived a perfect life and took on all of our sin so that we could have a relationship with God. So that is what we call the three circles method. That's how we use um, a visual representation kind of to share the gospel as fast as we can. Um, we actually use this for evangelism things that we'll talk about in some other video. But... If you're still confused, we're actually going to go in-depth now about the story of Jesus. And we'll start actually with his birth, because that's one of the more important things. Because Jesus was born from a virgin named Mary through divine power. And we can see that this um, is evident through Matthew 1, 18-25. If you want to give that a read. Alright, so in that it says, The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way after his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph. It was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, publicly decided to divorce her in secret. Which, before we continue reading on to 20, I think that's really interesting that even though Joseph thinks that Mary cheated on him, he still wasn't going to shame her publicly. He was just going to be like, okay, hey, I know that we said we were going to get married, but there ain't no way that you're pregnant. And a virgin. Mm -hmm. So he decided that he was going to secretly divorce her, which I think is crazy because, like, back then, if a woman was divorced, especially because of her supposedly cheating, like, that would ruin her life. And he didn't want to do that. But So to continue on, it said, But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus. 
because he will save his people from their sins. Now, all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which translates to God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. So, the whole virgin birth was actually prophesied, and that's why it's really important to add that in there, because this proves that Jesus fulfills those prophecies. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing that we need to know is that Jesus lived a perfect and completely sinless life, and this can be found in 1 Peter 2.22, which says, He did not commit a sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. Again, in Hebrews 4.15, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Um, Jesus was tempted a lot, the same as we've been tempted, but he didn't fall into those temptations. That's actually really important as well. Uh, another verse to back this up is 2 Corinthians 5.21. He said, oh, it says, He made the one who did not know sin to be a sin offering for us, so that we, or so that him we may become righteous with God. So, Jesus was perfectly, sin, or perfectly sinless. Yeah. So, going on to just show how powerful Jesus is and ultimately how powerful God is, is that we see in the Bible, a lot in the Gospels, that Jesus performed many miracles. And those same miracles that he performed then, he is still able to perform now because he's the same Jesus. So, um, we see in John 2, 1 through 11, that Jesus turned water into wine. And later on, you guys can go back through and read over that very interesting story of at a wedding, they run out of wine. um, And so there's only like containers of water left and Jesus goes ahead and does his thing, turns it into wine. Um, And we see another uh, in Mark where Jesus cleanses a man with leprosy. Um, And if you know what leprosy is, then like a lot of people didn't want to be like around people who had leprosy because they're like, disease. Um, but we see that Jesus is willing to meet us where we're at and cleanse us from anything. Um, there's another one in Matthew 8, verses 21 through 33, where Jesus cast out demons into a herd of pigs. And that one is really interesting. I mean, they're all really interesting, but that one is definitely, it grabs your attention. You don't expect to see that. And the last example that we put is that Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. Um, this is in John eleven thirty eight through 45. And I really love this one because we see that Jesus is not afraid to be empathetic. Like he is very um, empathetic like a lot of us are. And we see that he literally weeps because of like the people who love Lazarus so much are also like so torn from this that it also hurts him. So I feel like that's That's also great to just know that, yeah, Jesus can uh, perform some miracles, but he's also a great high priest who is able to relate to you. Yes. And another thing that we're actually going to bring up is how Jesus was actually sold over to the Romans. Uh, Jesus was sold by one of his close friends, one of his disciples, for the price of a slave, which was not that much back then. And you can see this in Matthew 26, 14 through 16, which I'm going to read real quick. It says, Then one of the twelve, the man they called Judas, went to the chief priest and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? Talking about Jesus. So they weighed out thirty pieces of silver for him, and from that time he started looking for a good opportunity to betray him. So Judas was planning on betraying Jesus for a while now. 
And what's crazy is that Jesus actually knew that Judas was going to do this from the very beginning. So, I don't know about y'all, but if I knew one of my friends was going to betray me, I never would have been friends with them to begin with. And yet, Jesus loves everybody so much that he even loved the man that sold him over to be hung on the cross. So, yeah. Um, next, we'll talk about how since Jesus was sold over um, and hung on a cross, he was, before that even happened, he was beaten beyond recognition and was hung on a cross like a convict. Um, so in John 19, verses 1 through 3 says, Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers also twisted together a crown of thorns, put it on his head, and clothed him in a purple robe. And they kept coming up to him, saying, Hell, King of the Jews, and were slapping his face. Um, so Jesus went through a lot in order for us to have a relationship with God. Um, and we see in Romans that the sin... Uh, that our sin does have a wage, and that wage is death. And Jesus legit died for us, was beaten and hung on a cross so that we could have a relationship with God. And it wasn't it wasn't an easy task to take. And that brings us to our next point, which is actually Jesus dying on the cross. And um, what's important is not only was he sacrificed on the cross, but he actually rose from the grave three days later, thus defeating death and sin, which is important. And you can see that in Luke 24, 6 through 7. It says, He's not here, but he has risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, It is necessary that the Son of Man be betrayed into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and rise on the third day. So basically, Jesus, one, predicted that he was going to die, and two, predicted that he was going to be brought back to life three days later, which is exactly what happened. So after this, he actually went and visited his disciples, because they didn't actually believe that he rose again until... He proved it to them. Um, and then he gave them new commands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he went back, visited them, gave them new commands. And you would think after dying on the cross and, like, rising, you'd be like, okay, I'm done. But no, his work still wasn't done. Um, he was actually still on earth for a few days before he even rose into heaven. So. And this command that he gave his disciples sometimes is referred to as what we call the Great Commission, which is basically to go out into the world and spread the good news to everybody, not just the Jews, but also everyone else, saying, hey, if you believe in me and believe that I died for your sins and I rose again, like you can have access to eternal life, mm-hmm. which is what we call the gospel, a.k.a. the good news, because it's good news to know that like you don't have to die to your sins, you don't have to live eternity in hell, and you don't have to die this gruesome death because... Jesus already did that for you. Um, Jesus' story can actually be found in the books Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the Bible, if you're interested in reading them. Um, They're actually four different perspectives of Jesus' life. I really suggest y'all check it out, even if you aren't a Christian, even if you don't know what the heck we're talking about. um, It's an interesting read, and it is historical. There's historical historical facts that line up with it. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you still need to check it out just to get some history facts and then maybe reconsider. Yeah. We, if you have ever started reading the Bible and maybe you were interested just like I was, um, I started in Genesis and you'll see that at the beginning that, um, in a lot of the books from old Testament that you'll see a lot of animal sacri- um, sacrifices and you're like, mm, that's a little strange. Um, so basically, that was the Old Covenant, and I mean, we can do an uh, episode about this later on, but it's important to remember that Jesus was that sacrifice. Jesus was the perfect lamb for us, 
um, so that we can have a relationship with God. And he was the ultimate sacrifice. Um, so this is why they, we don't have a need to sacrifice animals anymore for our sin. Yeah. But hopefully this story kind of resonated with y'all. If you still have questions, like, continue to um, seek those answers. Mm -hmm. um, also, say you heard this and it really touched you and you're like, yeah, I want a piece of that. Like, I want to be saved by Jesus. The verse that's going to be one of the most important verses to you is Romans 10, 9 through 10, which says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth resulting in salvation. Basically saying, like, if you want eternal life with God, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he rose from the dead, and you're, you're saved. That's it. So... It's as simple as that. If you guys have any questions about what the gospel is, what it looks like to be saved, or anything like it, anything like that, don't feel afraid to leave a comment or DM us on Instagram or anything like that. Because um, we're here for you guys, and we want you to receive the salvation that we've received as well. But, yeah. That's it. That's it. Peace out. <laughs>